Welcome to the Daily Ding. Good Monday morning. We got all your action from the weekend. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Black Trey. Rob Lopez is mixing this drink up. Coming up on the show, Chandler Parsons is done in Memphis. Cavs already are waving Pat McCaw, and the Raptors stifle the Pacers up north. But first, Thibba, don't let the door hit you with their good lord split you, Trey. We normally start out with the game of the night, but the big news of the day comes out of Minneapolis. The Wolves have fired Tom Thibodeau after a 22-point win over the Lakers today. And this team has, I believe, 15 and 12 since they traded Jimmy Butler. But at that point, with that whole fiasco and how long that drag that was dragging on, it was pretty obvious like Tom Thibodeau was not long for this job uh, on either side of it and that the Wolves were going to going to reevaluate and figure things out. Personally, I thought they were going to fire him after the season. And then over the last week or so, heard things weren't great. And then I thought, all right, he'll probably be fired around the all-star break. Nope. They dropped the hammer after a 22 point win today. Uh, Ryan Saunders will take the interim coaching job. Uh, Scott Layden stays as the general manager and he's going to head up the front office for a while. Assistant coach Andy Greer is also out the door. That was uh, Tibbs right hand man. Uh, what did you think of the, the news tray as soon as it came down? Uh, long overdue, honestly. I mean, you know, when he first became their coach, I was excited about it. You know, like, okay, cool. He's going to get these young guys to the playoffs, which he did, you know, whatever. Not, I mean, like, you know, put him in the right direction. That's what I really meant. Yeah. But at this point, it's just, it never really was a great fit. And then also he had like, it's kind of similar to Doc Rivers where he's just like in love with the nostalgia of the guys that he's had. So you know, he kind of tried to change the identity of what Minnesota Timberwolves basketball was like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what Flip created, you know what I mean, over there. And I'm really excited. I mean, it's a great storyline that, you know, little Flip is now the t- the coach. Um, so that's really cool. Um, but as they move forward, you know, it's interesting to see Fred Hoiberg's name be brought up. I mean, I'm, I do not love Hoiberg as a head coach, but right. I – I'm not, you know, I'm not taken back from Hoiberg actually being a GM. You know what I mean? He's, uh, he's, actually, uh, a, he's actually a real good front office guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was he was assistant GM to the Wolves years ago before he went into college coaching, and they liked him then. Uh, they're obviously very familiar with him. Uh, ownership really likes him. And so I do think that's – I don't think the idea of him being a coach will get much traction. I don't think they're going to go that road. But I think that – I do think they would they would like to put him in there. Uh, Chauncey Billups is also someone they're very familiar with. Okay. One and who's now that's then that throws me off a bit. Okay, well, so here's the interesting thing about that trade, at least to me, is that a lot of people around the league are kind of like pinning Chauncey as like the next GM uh, prospect, essentially for some team out there, not just the Wolves. But, but I've, I've heard, heard that a lot I've over the last heard year. GM, because I remember Cleveland and I remember other teams lobbying out, but head yeah. coach is a different type of story. Well, and, no, no, no. I don't think they're going to put him as a coach. Well, that's what they're saying right now is head coach. And it's just throwing me all the way off because I'm like, how can he skip the line? But I get it. I mean, and I don't want to make this a black-white thing. Look, I'm always pro-black coach. But I think there's still more candidates that's more deserving, like Nick Van Axel. You know what I mean? Like, it's tons of guys. And I don't yeah. – like I said, I don't know the allegiance of, like, do you have to play for certain teams to get that kind of – you know, I, I know he played for the Wolves as well, but – you know, Sam Cassell hasn't got his look yet. You know, it's, right. certain, it's yeah, certain people guys. that just really kind of put their the groundwork in. You know what I mean? But if he does get it, if he does land a gig, either or GM or head coach, kudos to him. But I just think it's kind of odd for that. 
Yeah. I, so from what I've heard, first and foremost, they want Ryan Saunders to do well. Uh, Ryan Saunders is very young. He's 32 years old, really smart. Um, he he's legit. Like he's just not a part of, he's not just a part of this franchise because of his dad. Although obviously that was a so factor. There's hope I coach the bulls. There's hope you could Trey. I don't understand why you're, why you're not there at least as the lead assistant, right? Like I think, I think you should, you versus Ryan Saunders could be the NBA finals well, in no, 2022. I, I, think, I think they should fire Igor and let me coach the Suns. Oh, I'm in on that. I like Igor, but I'd rather have you in there. I think you, I think you can get those guys into shape if I have them some, play some defense or something. But with the with the Wolves, with Chauncey, like I, I'm pretty sure that's strictly a front office thing. Um, obviously, I don't know everything that's been rumored out there, but at least from what I've heard, I've only heard front office with him. Um, with uh, with the whole situation, they want Ryan Saunders to to take this job and be their next coach. Like just pat, not just pat, not just for the interim time, but they they want him to do a good enough job. You know, obviously get them to the playoffs, which that's going to be a little harder to do, especially with Robert Covington's hurt right now. Um, but they want they want him to be the next coach. They they really want to keep that in house. They like him. He's a bright guy. He did great development work in Washington, uh, even after Flip was was fired from Washington. And then when he came over, he did a lot of great development work with the Timberwolves. So um, he's a guy they're very excited about. A lot of this pressure came with uh, season ticket renewals. This is a real thing. Like so this has been reported a little bit, but I can confirm it. Like the season season uh, season ticket renewals are not going as the Timberwolves had hoped, especially with all this, you know, all these young guys, the playoff appearance last year and all that. And, uh, and so there's a lot of, you know, Tibbs gets booed a lot. Uh, the CEO of the Timberwolves is not a fan of, of Tom Thibodeau in that regime. And so there was a lot of pressure in that respect to, to get a change, to kind of get the fan base back for the Timberwolves. Cause they're one of the worst teams in attendance right now. And so they're like all these business basketball personnel factors. I actually think Thibodeau did a good job, or I would say a good enough job as the, as the president, as the coach, I think that's completely different. That's a completely different conversation. But as the president, I actually liked a lot of the moves he, he made. He had two of the biggest franchise signings in free agency with Taj Gibson and Jeff Teague. Now those don't sound like big franchise signings, Trey, but the previous biggest one was Kevin Martin. So it actually is like, he'd got some stuff accomplished. The Jimmy Butler trade can be, you know, bandied about quite a bit in terms of whether it was good or not, but it did get them into the playoffs and break the drought. Like I don't think he was a complete failure in that respect, but he had lost the confidence of the team. He lost confidence of ownership. And so he definitely had to go. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then moving forward, uh, I think the Timberwolves will, I, I think that whole thing of dual citizenship between the sidelines and the, and the front office is dead forever. They really liked it. They really liked the idea when they brought in Tom Thibodeau because flip had done it a little bit. They saw success in Detroit early on with Stan Van Gundy, but they are going to keep that stuff very separated from now on. And so, uh, I think the wolves should be excited about this because I, you know, I think they're very excited about Ryan Saunders. Uh, the players were surprised. Tom Thibodeau was obviously surprised. Um, Andy Greer was, was surprised, but I think, uh, I think for this team, it'll be interesting to see how Wiggins and towns, uh, react and, and kind of pivot from this because uh, Towns obviously had a struggle with Thibodeau. Wiggins has, had, I don't know, he might be too apathetic for struggles, but there were times where he had struggles with Thibodeau and, uh, and it'll be, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see if they take this as an empowerment move or if they then kind of regress back to their pre-trade efforts because Towns has been a monster as of late. Uh, Wiggins has played a lot better as of late, had a big game uh, today, but you're still like, there's still just not enough to know that they're in good hands, right? Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, I'm, I'm excited to see that Towns actually cares about basketball again. And cares about defense a little bit. Like the defense yeah, has not been that bad. 
he's actually picked it up. And, you know, that's, yeah. that, that's, that's good if you're a Timberwolves fan and hopeful. Um, but I don't know about Andrew Wiggins. I would try to, you know, shop him around, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they may, they'll, they'll definitely kick the tires on that, especially with the new regime. Cause no one wants big money tied to that. Um, but if he starts playing better then maybe the contract isn't that bad. Uh, speaking of contracts, Patrick McCaw done in Cleveland after a week, he signed a week ago and, uh, and the Warriors decided not to match. He's there. And then they wave him. If he passes through waivers, uh, the Cavs and Warriors are apparently both interested in signing him on a non-guaranteed deal. It seems like he just went through this charade to, to get out of that restricted free agency. Absolutely. They did him a favor. So, uh, you know, hopefully everything works out. I mean, you know, I could, I could, I could tease this young man and say bad advice is bad advice all the time, but you know, uh, just happy that, you know, hopefully these situations work out for him. Same thing with, uh, you know, campaign ending up in uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. They're going to hopefully, or they're hoping he's going to you know, kind of alleviate some of the responsibilities Colin Sexton. Apparently the other night, Larry drew one to sub Sexton out because he didn't like the way he was playing and, and he couldn't because he didn't have any point guards. Yeah. That's just a rough situation. And then one more news item for you, uh, Chandler Parsons and the Memphis Grizzlies appear to be done with each other, uh, through the rest of the season and next season, the Grizzlies still owe Parsons $38 million. He has been medically cleared since December 21st, according to reports, but he still hasn't played, uh, been yelling at management and people, when playing well in scrimmages during practice, uh, wants to play, but a disagreement with the Grizzlies management, uh, Grizzlies have said that, you know, they gave him options and he took an option to go rehab in, in California. So there's a disagreement on, on who's going the right way about this, but maybe we get a bought a buyout situation. He gets waived, maybe traded, but you would have to give up some pretty good assets to get that contract off your book. So I don't know where they go from here, but, uh, hopefully, you know, he's going to look so good in purple and gold. <laughs> Well, I mean, hopefully like the money, the money aside, like I do hope he can get healthy and play. It's just going to be so funny. It just fits. It seems like it's just on brand for him to be a Laker. I don't know why. I I'm mean, I, I've, I've bumped into him at South Beverly Grill so many times. It seems just like he know, loves it out here. Yeah. It just, it, it just kind of fits, man. But, um, we should have brought Steven Jackson on. I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> to give his uh, opinion on this. But, yeah, man, you know, again, like these guys getting waived and, and banished from their teams, you know, like obviously people love playing the game of basketball, and I would love for everyone to keep their jobs, but hopefully it works out for Chandler moving forward. Everybody listen up. Join us on the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. You got two days to sign up. FanDuel.com slash B2B. You go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. Sign up. Put five bucks in your account. FanDuel's then going to put five bucks in your account. Then you get to play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. We've had winners come on like uh, Rich Guns, Andre Trotti, Jay Zub was on recently. Uh, you get to come on the mailbag if you win this contest. Chop it up with us, hang out, answer questions, ask us questions, make fun of us, do the whole thing. Uh, this week's winner, I don't know what we're going to do because I don't know about the Friday mailbag schedule with the live show happening here in LA on Saturday, but we will get you on a soon episode uh, coming up. So go ahead to go. Go, go to FanDuel.com slash B2B, sign up, put money in, get money, play with us. 
All right, Trey, we're, we're stretching a bit here on game of the night because the games were not very good today okay. on Sunday, but Raptors 121, Pacers 105 in Toronto. This is the biggest game of the day, I would say. Uh, no Kawhi Leonard in this one. He rested on the second night of a back-to-back. Norm Powell went off. He scored 23 points off the bench, eight different Raptors in double figures. Kyle Lowry had his first game back since missing six straight, had 12 points, eight assists, three steals in 32 minutes. Raptors hit 51% of their threes. Pacers shot 23%. Um, nice game from Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, Vic Oladipo was okay. DeMontis Sabonis had a good game, uh, 16 points, 11 rebounds, six assists uh, in a start. No Miles Turner with, out with a sore shoulder. Uh, are you buying the Pacers, Trey? Because I, I think I'm kind of in on this team. Uh, I think I've always been kind of high on them. I mean, you know, the Central Division is kind of like weird, man. They're super competitive and acceptables, you know. Um, but overall like if this team was elsewhere in a big city market say they were the new in new york right the new york pacers pretty much you know if that roster was there the media would be going crazy over it just a little you know what i mean and i think that they don't get enough credit for what they do um but you know like i I like you know i mean i'm a big fan of victor oladipo and you know those guys actually not you know how you like join a team and it's kind of hard to get guys to buy in and trust you He's kind of got everybody on board and they trust him to make the big shot and do what they have to do. So um, and like I said, on paper, they're they're decent as well. They kind of, you know, they grid it out and yeah. they're actually one of like the dark horse teams, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I can't remember if they still are, but they were the best defensive team up until a few days ago. They might still be. Uh, so their defense is incredible. Offensively, they, you know, they can struggle a little bit, but they have shooters like and like you said, like everyone seems kind of in with each other. Like it's a very cohesive unit. So I'm in on the Pacers. Like I think they could get um, to the second round. I even think Absolutely. like I think I think if they make one one sort of minor deal or like Tyreek Evans, like, you know, turns up at some point and, and really hits his stride. Like, I think this team could surprise and get to a conference finals. Like I, I think everyone else is flawed enough to where that defense in a seven game series could be, could be pretty dangerous. And the Raptors big weekend for the Raptors. They beat the bucks without Kyle Lowry Saturday night. And then they beat the Pacers uh, in Toronto on Sunday. Um, that's about as good as you can get in the East with a back-to-back win. Maybe you can't make it out to the Los Angeles show on Saturday, but what about the Boston live show March 2nd? That's a Saturday, March 2nd. It's the end of the Sloan Analytics Conference at the Middle East in Boston. Tickets are still on sale. We got a few tickets left. We're almost sold out on that one. Uh, no VIP unless you get into the Discord. You might be able to get one through there, but general admission is available. Get your tickets soon because they are almost gone. Go to Count the Dings Twitter or Jade Hoy's Twitter, Back to Back Twitter, any of those. We got ticket links there. So, again, Saturday, March 2nd in Boston at the Middle East. Come hang out with us. All right, let's get through the other games of the day. Timberwolves 108, Lakers 86 before they fired Tom Thibodeau. Uh, Wolves led by as many as 28 points in this game. Carl Anthony Towns is on a roll. 28 points, 18 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 blocks. Dunked all over JaVale McGee at one point. Andrew Wiggins had 28 points and 5 rebounds. 25 of those came in the first half. Jeff Teague, 15 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, Lakers had more turnovers. They had 21 turnovers and they had assists. Uh, they had 20 assists. They shot 30% or 37% from the field. Brandon Ingram had a bad game. Lance Stevenson led the team uh, with 14 points off the bench. Wolves shot 46% from the field and 100% on firing Tom Thibodeau. Nets 117, Bulls 100. D'Angelo Russell, 28 points, 5 assists. Zach Levine had 27. He got hurt at one point. He had this weird leg injury that he that he eventually worked off, but it, it looked a little serious for a bit. Jared Allen had 19.6 rebounds. Damari Carroll had 20 off the bench. Shabazz Napier had 18 off the bench. Chris Dunn had 16 points. 
Uh, Nets really dominated in the fourth quarter, pull away in this one. Trey, are you, what do you feel about the Bulls at this point? I feel nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, honestly, like I don't have an idea of anything we're doing anymore at this point. I, I just watched their games, and I tried to watch their games. So I'll get through like maybe two quarters. I can't it, – it's just not even like – you know, and I, I I like to think I'm a diehard Bulls fan, like, you know, to thick and thin. But at this point, I just really, you know what I mean? Like, there's some 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 good spots. Like, we got Laurie, you know, Chris Dunn plays well sometimes. Zach Levine, when he's rolling, he's rolling. And then this, you know, like, we're wasting time. Of, like, Rolo should be playing on a good team. Yeah. Oh, uh, like. They did just get rid of Justin Holiday. That's, you know, that's something. So I think, so I think Rolo's next. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, I understand the move, Justin Holiday's thirties, you know, he's, he's, he's expiring contract and stuff like that. And I, I kind of got an idea of what they're trying to do, but I, you know, like if we don't really land a guy, you know, I don't really know. I mean, I yeah. think it's going to be bad forever. You need the, definitely need the lottery. Uh, Clippers 106, magic 96 magic monster first quarter, and then suck the rest of the game. I'm shocked. Uh, your boy, Nick Vucevic, 16 points, 24 rebounds, eight assists, minus 12 in the loss. Tobias Harris had 28 and nine. Aaron Gordon had 17 points. Jonathan Isaac, just two points on uh, seven shots. Lou Williams had 17 off the bench. Uh, Clippers still staying up there in the standings. Wizards 116, Thunder 98. No John Wall, obviously. No Markeith Morris, no Dwight Howard. No issues. Wizards get their first win in Oklahoma City. Dominated the second half. Bradley Beal at 25 points, six, six assists, five rebounds. Uh, Westbrook had 22 points, 15 rebounds, 13 assists, eight turnovers in the loss. Otto Porter had 20 off the bench. Paul George had 20 points, five assists. Uh, Jeremy Grant had 17 for the Thunder. Jeff Green was 16 points. Uh, but a surprising win for the Wizards there uh, against OKC. Hawks 106, Heat 82. Another weird one here. I don't know what happened to the Heat. Uh, Hawks used a 41-21 third quarter to blow this open. Trey Young had 19 points. DeAndre Bembry had 17. Derek Jones Jr. caught a, a fun lob from Dwayne Wade on the break. Uh, Wade had 11 points. Uh, both guys came off the bench. John Collins, 13 points, 13 rebounds in the win. And then uh, probably the best game of the day, although the lowest stakes. Hornets 119, Suns 113. Devin Booker left this game in the second quarter with back spasms, did not return. Kemba Walker, uh, 18 points in the fourth quarter, finished with 29 points, hit the big st- uh, step back jumper to to seal this one, hit some free throws, and then and then hit a half court shot, just flung it up for no reason, uh, and it ended up counting. So that gave him a you know a little bit of a cushion there. Jamal Crawford was good down the stretch, 16 points off the bench for them. Tony Parker, 20 points. T.J. Warren, 23 points. Josh Jackson, at 22 points, had a nice fourth quarter. Uh, but Trey Kemba Kemba keeps carrying this team. I'm surprised he didn't leave with back injuries too. <laughs> I mean, at this point, man. I feel so bad for Kemba, but I mean, at the end of the day, look, if they can't get him help, if they can't get him help, I hope he cashes out. It's kind of similar to the Anthony Davis scenario. It's, you know, it's, you know, just legacy or money. And at this point, I just think that, you know, obviously Kemba's getting older. He's going to be approaching 30 soon, or he might be 30 now. And he has to take this cash at this point. I don't see him, you know, at his size, you know, he has a big heart and he plays really well. Um, but that only goes for so long. And I think any team taking him in a five-year deal or anything like that is going to be similar to the Chris Paul scenario. Um, he's going to slowly break down with the style of play that he plays. Um, and, man, Devin Booker could have my back. 
Like I feel so bad for this kid right now. He's he getting him some help. Oh my god! Yeah, he, it's it's really at this point disgusting to watch. You know, like and and I'm you know I'm here locally, and you know I think they're like nine and something, nine and thirty two or something like that. I, I can't even. Yeah, nine and thirty two. They're five and seventeen at home. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm out on Igor. Like I said, sons, if you're looking for a head coach, I'm ready. I'll come in and uh, get this team and turn them around. I at least can win 15 games with them. All right, let's go to the line of the weekend. We've got a bunch of candidates. Uh, Vic Oladipo had 36.7 rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a win over the Bulls on Friday. Westbrook had 31, 9, and 7 and a win over the Blazers on Friday. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 39 points, 12 rebounds, six assists, three steals, dominated the Hornets on Saturday. Uh, let's see. Ben Simmons had a triple-double and a win over the Mavs with 20 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 30 points, six rebounds, six assists, five steals and a win over the Bucks in that same game. Giannis, 43 points, 18 rebounds, four assists, but did take the L. Steph Curry had 42 points, five rebounds, made 10 threes in the win over the Kings on Saturday. Uh, who are you going with, Trey? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to I'm going to share this. I'm going to go a co-award for Cat and D'Angelo Russell. Oh, OK. I like that. Yeah, Cat Cat got uh, got his numbers and he got his coach gone. So uh, so we do. May, are we going uh, Coach Killer Cat? Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to go that far. Okay, all right, we, we'll leave that. We'll leave. We're going to blame this on the ticket sales. Okay, we could do that. We we could do that. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jokic. You know, everyone th- expects me to hate Jokic and all this stuff, but he. I watched that game. He dominated the Hornets in that game. So I'm gonna go with his 39, 12, and six to to lead the Nuggets over the Hornets. I was gonna uh, piss you off and choose Bucci, man. Scoochie, <laughs> don't, don't you dare! I'll have it. Oh, Rob, edit that out. I swear to God, I'm so done with this Bucci man thing. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash count the dings. Subscribe to the back-to-back podcast feed. Uh, We've got a new mailbag from Friday. We've got all kinds of stuff coming up this week. And the live show. Go subscribe to the Black Opinions Matter Monday feed on all podcast platforms. You can find it. Subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. you got the Daily Ding. you got Pack Your Knives. You've got Interceptable Podcast from Kian Fahi and myself. you got the House of Strauss. All these things you want to subscribe to. Tell your friends about. Rate them. Review them. The rest of this week is going to be a little in flux. Dave will be with you Monday night. I'll be with you Tuesday night. Uh, Wednesday, we're not quite sure yet. Thursday, we're not going to be on. we got the uh, live show on Saturday. Don't expect us on Sunday, but we'll keep you posted throughout the week. And uh, thanks for waking up with us. Go eat your egos. Go take your medicine. Go brush your teeth. Go do all that stuff. And Trey, hit me with it. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.